0: Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is that feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story of how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. The intention of this conversation is to make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Episode of Floating on a Cloud podcast. Today we are chatting with Ivan Dicelis, who is an energy healer and life coach. Let's just dive right in, shall we? So, how we're all going to be talking about listening to divine guidance, like we do each episode. But everybody has their own take on it and own spin. Yvonne, have you always listened to your divine guidance, your inner wisdom? What do you even call it? Do you call it divine guidance, inner wisdom? What do you say?
1: I don't really know what to call it. I think saying spirit or divine guidance is a good way of putting it. It's funny because I've never really considered it something that actually speaks to me like in words, but I I get a feeling sometimes. Like just for example, what got me into energy healing in the first place I've always, not always, but pretty much since I dropped out of college the first time, I did end up going back and getting my degree. But ever since I left college the first time, I've found that I have a slight spiritual leaning, although it wasn't quite as pronounced back then when Mm -hmm. I was younger. Um, It didn't really become very pronounced at all until 2018. But I, every once in a while, feel like something is trying to give me a message or trying to give me a hint or a signal. For example, I took a Mind Valley class online just out of curiosity to check it out about, um, his name is Jim Quick. He's got a super brain program that he does and I have multiple sclerosis and fibromyalgia. And because of those disabilities I have a lot of cognitive problems and that's one of my biggest concerns with MS. So I followed him. And as I was watching all the videos by him I kept seeing all these ads cropping up for Donna Eden this woman named Donna Eden. I kept seeing this blonde lady named Donna Eden I think it said energy medicine, but I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I remember seeing the ad so much that it started irritating me,
0: but I went from being
1: irritated to thinking, I feel like something's nudging me and going, check it out, check it out, come on, just check it out, we're showing it to you, and after a while, I was like, oh, all right, I'll I'll listen to it, I'll listen to it, and I'm glad I did, Um, because in the past, that's the sort of thing I might have ignored, I might have just let it annoy me to the fact, to the point where I might have stopped paying attention to what I was doing altogether. I might have just given up. I'm glad I didn't though, because I discovered Donna Eden through all of these ads that I kept seeing. And I remember I I approached it with a lot of cynicism initially. Like I said, I didn't know what energy medicine was. I knew nothing about Donna Eden or her family. But when I started to watch the video, I think it was just in the first 20 minutes, she had me hooked because she talked about how she was born with a ton of health problems. She was allergic to everything and she had multiple sclerosis and she got diagnosed with MS, I think when she was a little kid. And as soon as she said that, I went, oh, okay, I have to listen to her now. I'm like, I felt bad and I felt guilty for approaching it with such cynicism. Again, I, I couldn't understand what my problem was, but as soon as I heard her mention that she had MS, I, I stopped I kind of just dropped that cynicism act and I started really listening and paying attention. And I'm so glad I did Mm -hmm. because it's saved my life. I've gotten so much out of it that I ended up becoming an energy healer. I went to the Academy of energy healing. I got certified and licensed in Reiki and energy healing and training. And I'm really glad I did because it's, saved my life on multiple occasions, physically and psychologically.
0: Okay. So yeah. What do you mean by, because I mean, I, I have said before and many people say it saved my life. So what do you mean by that? What were you experiencing and, and how has the energy saved your life?
1: Okay. In several ways. I mean, physically, I mean, knock on wood, but physically I've been doing fairly well because when I got diagnosed, I found out I had MS for sure in 1994, the very end of 1994, December of 1994 is when I was diagnosed. I've had it all my life, and I've had medical problems all my life, but the medical problems became much more severe in 1990. Actually, they became more severe in 1993. I remember being told I might have MS, but I remember just dismissing it out of hand. Um, I can't even remember what the side effects were that I was having in 93 when I was told that I might have it. But in 1994, I got a blind spot in the same exact spot in each eye. And then after that, I had a couple of MRIs and they did something called visual evoke potential. And when the MS first really presented and reared its ugly head, it was really active in the beginning. And I had a lot of health issues in the beginning. And I was prone to depression and anxiety. Finding out about the MS did not help at all. And I think I could have gone down two paths. I, I, I thankfully chose the stay positive, keep everything positive, don't let yourself get into sunk into depression or anything. I, I think it was close to the time that Montel Williams found out he had MS. This was at, actually a little after I got diagnosed. One of my worst attacks was when I lost feeling in my hand and then my arm. I'm left-handed and I haven't been able to write normally ever since I had this attack, I lost all feeling in my left arm and it lasted for a few weeks. And I remember at the time reading up that Montel Williams had gotten diagnosed with it. So I think it was in 99. Mm-hmm. And I started following what he was doing because he was saying that exercise fitness and also having a positive outlook really helped him. And I started following what he was saying. And I, and I think I was guided to finding his story too. I, 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 I believe I was kind of directed Mm -hmm. in a strange way to to read up about him and then to do the exercising. And from there, I went on to learning more about less common medical practices because a lot of things, especially when you have health issues, you might discover after a while that it doesn't seem like doctors really all know exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating, especially if you have a health issue like MS, it's not uncommon to end up having to see nine or 10 different specialists because no one really knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. um so it's frustrating and i remember when i say it saved me i it it did save me physically in a lot of ways because there have been things especially with fibromyalgia being a painful condition um i've found ways to get myself out of pain when i have spasms or really bad pains coming i've learned ways to deal with the pain to make the pain ease off to release it are you
0: able to do your own energy healing and like
1: reiki work or
0: or whatnot on yep. yourself and is that what helps to ease the pain or
1: it attacks? does um quite a bit it helps with the attacks a lot it helps with the pain a lot the other thing too is when i first discovered energy healing one of the first things i think i learned it was from it was actually donna eden's husband david feinstein he was doing the presentation with her and one of the things he talked about was redirecting your energies and they talked about how the energy is supposed to be crisscrossed instead of being homolateral. And just as a quick exercise, he just went from the shoulder to the hip and he started talking about how you just drag across from the shoulder to the hip. And I remember just trying it and I could feel it instantly. I could feel this temperature shift in a good way. And I started doing that. And then I started to, I found her videos on YouTube. She has a video, the 10 minute daily feel good energy healing routine and I started doing that and just after maybe just a couple of months I noticed a difference a huge difference in how I felt immediately it helped with my fatigue level it really made a huge huge difference in my attitude just my outlook on life in general psychologically it's really lifted me I haven't had depression I haven't had anger it's partly also because I'm practicing law of attraction I've been learning a lot about a lot traction and I've also found that it helps people I work with. I've Ever since I found out about having MS and fibro and everything else, I've always had a thing for wanting to help the underdog and when I did go back to college, I ended up becoming a gerontology major because I found that what I really love doing is working with members of the elderly and the disabled community and I've also started teaching them different energy healing techniques Reiki. And when when you asked me if I did Reiki to myself, when I was training with the Academy of Energy Medicine, one of the things they kept saying in the beginning is you need to work on yourself first. You don't want to start with working on other people, especially when you're learning something like Reiki, you want to start on yourself, work on yourself. And I was like, well, it makes sense because you want to make yourself feel better because how are you supposed to make someone else feel better if you feel lousy yourself? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I, I started doing the Reiki on myself more. And I that's something that I work in with the 10 minute daily energy routine. I, I do stuff for myself constantly to try to help keep myself in peak performance so that I can help others.
0: Mm-hmm. What, how can you tell the difference between, or, or can you tell the difference? Is it a feeling? How do
1: you receive? Well, let's start there. Um, it's more, how- it's more, more a feeling. It's more a feeling. I mean, I do go by off uh, I I go off of feedback I get from other people as well. Like my husband is very communicative with me. So he tells me if he notices changes, either positive or negative in me. And also I do work on him as well. I also help my mother, which unfortunately, because of COVID, I haven't seen for, it's been almost a year now, but I used to help her and her cat. Actually, she used to have two cats, one she unfortunately had to put down. But one of her cats is extremely, or was very receptive to Reiki, it was really interesting because she would position herself. I would just put my hands out and put them near her and she would realize what I was doing and she would position herself so that I would be doing the Reiki just on whatever spot seemed to be bothering her. Mm -hmm. And whenever the Reiki session was over, I would just move my hands back and she would just look at me and go, okay, walk away and do her own thing. So it seemed like she would know that it was over immediately when it was. Mm -hmm. It's more just a feeling. Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah.
0: Um, Where has listening to your divine guidance or inner
1: wisdom that energy led you? It's pretty much led me to wanting to help others. I now have a channel on YouTube. I have a channel. It's Y energy. It's not phonetic though. It's the letter Y, the letter N, and then E-R-G-Y. I just used my initials after I got married. I made the mistake of hyphenating my last name my last name's already confusing as it is. It's DeCellis, but it's tech, it's legally, it's dash nickels Because when we were signing up for the, the wedding license, my husband went, oh, what are you gonna do with your last name there? And I, thought, I was like, wow, I thought we agreed that I wasn't gonna change it. And I made the mistake of hyphenating, but I was thinking about it afterwards because I used to say it was YBC Designs. And then I thought, well, I guess technically my initials now are YN, and I decided to take advantage of that and turn it into Y Energy. So I have the channel. Um, I also teach, will teach classes when, when life goes back to normal or whatever that's going to wind up being. There's a gym nearby me that I go to all the time and I've also made a lot of friends there with people with disabilities or some people who don't have disabilities who just want to work with me because they like the way they see me do exercises. I was going to be a personal trainer at one point too so I helped them with that as well. I was thinking of maybe teaching classes there's a, a separate room in the gym facility that I would probably teach classes at as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what, was it, what, did it, what was life like for you before you were able to feel this energy and connection versus now?
1: It was not anywhere near as pleasant or as fun. I wasn't content. I wasn't content before. I always felt like there was something missing. Um, I felt kind of a disconnect from people. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've always felt close to my husband. My husband and I, we've been together for a long time now and everything's gone really well with him, but I've always felt like I was almost in a battle with others to a point. As I said, I've always had problems with depression and anxiety, and I think I was much quicker to see the negative in everything before.
0: So the depression and anxiety, this is more like, I'm just curious when I have talked with others who have had depression or anxiety, there's an element to them that could feel the energy, feel spirit, feel something. We'll just say something energetical, something this magical, this, this, this mystical, Do you think that that had something to do with it? Like, so like once you start paying attention to this energy that you're like, oh, I'm understanding it a little more, it doesn't have to cause this extreme depression or anxiety, like these, these extreme
1: feelings.
0: Do you think that that had something to do with it?
1: I think so. Although I don't think I made that connection. I don't think I really realized that until I think it was 2019 where I, I, right in the beginning, or actually it might have been even a little bit before too. 2019 was when I got the certification. I think it was in 2018 that I really started to discover that there was a real link. Mm-hmm. I, I've always had an interest in Eastern philosophy. I remember years ago, someone told me about, I think it's Thich Han. Um, I I have a book by him. I'm trying to, let me just grab it really quickly, but someone had told me about him. And reading about him got me really interested in learning about Buddhism. Yeah, and this is his essential writings. I don't know if you can see this or not. Okay. I don't know if you can see that. He's amazing. Okay. Um, okay. Someone recommended him to me. This is someone that I used to work with at Harvard Medical School. Who, this was someone who also had anxiety and depression problems. And I think he could see that I was having the same problems he used to. And he recommended that I read, I think it was Pieces Every Step. By Fitch Nyadhan. I'm I probably not pronouncing that name right, but he had recommended that I read something by him because he said, You know, I read him and he really helped lift me out of my anxiety problems. And I ended up reading the pieces, every step book. I think I read it in just a couple of days and I loved it. And I fell in love with everything I've read by this man. I just think he's wonderful. And that got me more into Eastern philosophy. And I think that's when I started to see the links. But I didn't really see them fully all the way through until I, I discovered Donna. But I did start to see it. I think, I think you're right. I do think there's a link, definitely. Mm-hmm. I just didn't recognize it right away.
0: Um, and I don't, I don't have any proof or anything. And I haven't done any scientific research. It's just through conversations with people that I just became curious because I've seen the similarities in anxiety and depression, especially especially anxiety. Um, Depression for me, when I would feel depression, it was mean not leaving with my soul or ignoring my gifts and that sort of thing, like getting further and further away. The anxiety for me is when I feel the energy of spirit and I, and I ignore that and the messages that are coming in, then the energy may feel like anxiety, yeah. but it's really, I, once I tap into that, then I. Receive the message, and then I I release the message or do something with the message. Um, I I uh, meditated at a Buddhist retreat for oh. a long weekend, and it was just one time. And I my friend and I uh, we call ourselves Buddhist school dropouts. <laughs> I was Frenchy <laughs> in Greece in high school, and so then I was like I was a beauty school dropout, and now I'm a now I'm a Buddhist school dropout because after like two and a half days of meditating or just two days of meditating and just sitting there all this information was coming to me and i was like i have to do something with it like the energy is like so much that i give credit to people who can just clear their thoughts and and release but I'm also receiving the information at the same time. And I was like, I have to do something with this. Like, I actually have to like either like write it out or walk or do something. I can't just sit here. And that I think is sometimes I can't say there are conditions and there's mental um, conditions and all the, I mean, there's many things that factor into it. It's just one area that I've noticed for those who I'm working with, the anxiety or depression or other such things, seems to dissipate once they tap into their spiritual gifts definitely definitely. do you you have um any final advice or any any words of wisdom that you have learned that you would like to share with listeners
1: i guess for my most recent words of wisdom i i recently discovered i'm trying to remember this woman's name i think her name is sharon ricardi she did a video uh, actually a multimedia series called bouncing back and mm-hmm. she also said something about how she, she went through some really horrible things. And I watched this by her a couple of days ago. She was talking about some of the things that she went through. And she said something about ways to get yourself out of a funk. If you're in a situation where something bad's going on. And she said something about how you need to learn how to control your conscious thoughts, your subconscious thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember what the third one was, but she said, just remember whenever you find yourself putting yourself down, she said in the past, she said, if I do something dumb, she said, I'd catch myself going, oh, I'm such an idiot. And then she said, and then I'd stop and go, did I really just say that about myself? Did I just say I am and then follow that up with something bad? Because she was like, whenever you make an I am statement, you Mm -hmm. have to be really careful what you follow those two words up with because you're programming your brain to mm-hmm. believe whatever you're saying. And she said, and our brains don't realize that we're not really meaning that we, we were stupid or whatever we're saying, or whatever these negative things are. And so that when I try to teach people and I try to teach them to try to be more optimistic, I'm like, I, I know it sounds naive to say, to try to think positively all the time, but at the same time, when someone's really depressed, when I'm down, as opposed to anxiety, the depression, it seems like it takes me away from spirit. And I think that's what's happening is I think people are doing themselves with the service because they don't realize when they're putting themselves down that they're programming themselves mm-hmm. to really believe these negative things. And that just, it's, it's one of those things where you're feeding something that doesn't need to be fed. You need to feed the yeah. positive things.
0: Yeah, I did something. I did that last, last week. I was showing a client uh, how I was, had my lighting set up and my, my computer and doing zoom and recording everything. And I forgot to do something. And I was like, gosh, I'm, I'm such an idiot. And then I was like, that's (laughs) not what I mean by that. Like, I should not have said that, (laughs) like, you know, I'm catching yourself. And I was meaning like, oh, that was silly, but uh, I am, are the two most powerful words. And I, I teach that and I share that too. And so we, we, we slip up, but if you catch yourself, you know, then you'd be like, that's not what I meant. Let's redo this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's the trick though. The trick is catching yourself at doing that. And I think as you start to listen to divine guidance more and more, I think people who start to tap into it, start to get quicker and better at catching themselves. And also, as she said too, she said, you know, don't beat yourself up if you Mm -hmm. do this. She said, because if you do, she said, anytime something bad happens, she said, that's just how life is. Life, obviously it's not perfect. But the other thing she said is that the present is the only thing to really worry about. She said, so if something happened in your past that you're really depressed about, if you if you have to cry, if you have to be mired in sadness just for a while, she said, let yourself experience those negative feelings, but then let yourself release them and don't judge yourself for it. Because she said, if you find yourself crying or being really angry about something that happened 20 years ago, then you need to find a way to process it and get past it. Yeah. So... I, I just thought that I, I really liked that when she had mentioned that, when she said that she kept saying that the present is the only thing there is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, that's a really good thing to look at. Cause she was just like, people who are sitting here listening to me now, she said, ask yourself what's going on in your life right this moment mm-hmm. Is is, is something depressing you now? And if it is, when did it happen and how can we get past it? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, I, I, I know that's one of the things when I say I was having problems with depression, it's because of things that happened a long, long time ago mm-hmm. that are not happening now. And that are, it's not, there's no reason to be depressed over them now. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, how may we connect with you? You mentioned YouTube. So it's, it's Y Y N,
1: Right. The letter Y as in Yahoo and the letter N as in Nancy, E-R-G-Y.
0: I also have a
1: page I also have a webpage on WordPress, which you can get to. If you look at my channel on YouTube, all of my descriptions have my webpage linked on them okay. on WordPress, which you can also find by looking up "why Energy if you were to google why energy you can find it that way
0: all right i'll put that down i will we will seek that out well thank you so much yvonne for thank sharing you. your energy and your wisdom and having this conversation hopefully those... thank you
1: for having me thank you I you're
0: welcome it. well so much love to you
1: and we'll stay in touch <laughs> thank you so much peace and light yes. namaste mm-hmm. cheers
0: thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon.